0: Hi, I'm Chuck Stedman. And I'm Teresa Stedman. And you're listening to the Steadfast Podcast. In the Bible, we're taught, therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord.
1: This podcast is about being steadfast and immovable, even when everything around you is slipping, shifting, and changing.
0: And nowadays, that
1: happens a lot. But that's okay, because we know if you push forward, you can make it through. So just hang on. Because
0: here Here we we go. go. Welcome to the Steadfast Podcast, where we're looking to find people that have stories that are inspirational, and talk about a steadfast and immovable life. Today we have with us Brian Doherty, and he is in Bullhead City, Arizona. Welcome, Brian. Good to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. I'd like to give you a chance to maybe introduce yourself and uh, tell a little bit about who you are and uh, maybe what led you to where we're discussing this topic at this time.
2: Well, my name is Brian Doherty. I'm a convert to church. I'm actually not a member yet, but I've been involved with the church since 2004. I grew up basically in rebellion to spirituality and religion due to the things that happened to me in my youth. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I made a lot of bad choices around with a lot of the wrong elements in life. I just spent
3: 22 years of my life wasted in the Department of Corrections in the state of Arizona. About seven
2: years into it, I started searching and to fill that hole within me that I've had basically my entire life and I filled with the wrong thing and uh, I did a lot of studying a lot of research a lot of reading on Christianity and other religions I was studying the grace movement at the time that I was introduced to the LDS page. and I was at a table with a bunch of guys, and we were talking about certain things in the spirituality subject came up, and uh, one of my buddies, who was a born into the church, invited me to a meeting, and. So I went to the meeting and was intrigued. Let me backtrack a minute. After he had walked away, everybody at the table started talking normal, uh, you know, the Mormon this, Mormon that, you know, and in my mind,
1: my mind clicked
2: and said, well, they're talking bad, so there must be a reason. Darkness does not like light. It's something in the back of my mind told me to go, and I went. When I went, I met a, a brother who had a calling of coming in and teaching. His name was Richard Randall. I can
3: give him—well,
2: I'll give Heaven Father all the credit, but he was the human element that brought me to the church, and started teaching me, and he got in. He explained a lot of things to me, and this just wasn't the first night that I was there. This was over several weeks of of meeting. He had got me to read what we're studying and come follow me right now, Third Nephi. And I read Third Nephi, and it just quote the entire book. When I got to the last chapter, the last two verses, damn, it just. The, the Holy Spirit went straight through me and it hooked me, and I've been involved with the church ever since. And I, I'm one of those individuals that used to be, you wouldn't cross the street to be away from me. Uh, now, I'm 130 degrees from where I used to be. I give a lot of service in my community, I'm involved in the church as much as I can be. I don't want to be around any type of bad element. Don't get me wrong; I'm a human. I'm a sinner. I make mistakes, but I can tell you one thing for sure: Heavenly Father, in my life, Right. hardest
3: part
2: of it all.
0: That's a great story, and that's a wonderful testimony that you, that you have, that you were able to read 3rd Nephi and that the Spirit touched you. So going back a little bit, you, you mentioned that uh, you came into contact with the church. There was somebody that was uh, teaching there at the church, Brother Skousen. Can you tell us how you met him?
2: Brother Skousen was a a quite a few years ahead uh he uh i came into contact with him in florence at north unit uh, in in 2014 it was his calling to come in through the heila river branch to uh teach and he was there the entire time that i was there and uh He just helped me to expand my knowledge and to become a a better person. Heavenly Father has placed a lot of good people into my life. Uh, Brother Larry Lucky Chesley was one of those that came in and taught there. Uh, There was quite a few that that
1: came, but
2: Brother Skousen was there the entire time that, that I was there, and he just influenced me
3: greatly. He's a, a, a
2: teacher by trade, and he's a minister and teacher of the gospel by trade, I would say, because he's, he's very good and very
3: knowledgeable
2: and, and helped me quite a bit.
0: That's great. He's a good man, and we appreciate the opportunity to speak to you. He, he actually referred you to us so we're glad that you could come on the show. Uh, Currently, my wife and I serve as the service mission leaders for the Tempe Chandler service mission of the church. Our young people are not out proselyting. They're not wearing shirts and ties and dresses and are, are on bicycles looking for people to teach. Instead, what we do is we give to the community just as you do. We are serving, we're not looking for anything more than just to help people in their situations wherever they need help. And we try our best to serve as the Savior served. So during the past week, I had an opportunity to meet with some of them and I said, I'm gonna have an interview with with, uh, Brian. And if you could ask a question of somebody who has had your experience, what would that question be? So I have one here that I'd like to share with you. It says, what did you learn from other people in prison? The
3: main thing I learned was patience. To be able to
2: change my life and to change me, I had to learn patience because the way that I was, the individual that I was or I didn't have patience, I would react in a negative way to things. And Heavenly Father
3: puts us through things for us to learn.
2: We're here to gain experience, to learn things. I try to look at anything, whether it's negative or positive, as a learning experience to help better myself. I, I try to put a positive impact upon everything. That's what helps me to stay steadfast and strong in the Lord is to attribute everything
0: to experience. Sure. That's great. Another question is how has your testimony of choices and agency changed?
2: I made a lot of bad choices, and again, it was my free agency to make those choices, but a lot of the things that I did, I did without the knowledge of Heavenly Father and Christ. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I knew who and what they were, but I didn't have the knowledge of the gospel or of commandments or certain things in that manner when i learned those things and absorbed them and the spirit came upon me that's what changed me i didn't change myself the spirit did
0: that's excellent so what you can say is that the knowledge of the gospel or more importantly the love that heavenly father has for you has set you free that's great Well, thank you for that insight. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now and we'll come right back to to you in just a few minutes.
1: Thanks for tuning into the show. Did you know we have lots of other content available for you to view? That's right. Go check out the Missionary Morning Show on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We release weekly episodes along with bonus content and inspirational messages. And of course, You can find the top moments from the Missionary Morning Show anywhere you get podcasts. And now, back to the show.
0: Thank you for joining us again. Uh, My name is Elder Charles Steadman, and I'm here with Brother Brian Doherty. And you're listening to the Steadfast Podcast. Brian, the Apostle Paul taught in Romans, quote, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. End quote. What is your feeling on that scripture?
3: 100% accurate. Can you
0: elaborate a little bit?
2: Except for the Lord Jesus Christ, everybody has committed sin. Even the most righteous individual on the face of the planet sinned in one manner or another in, in, in a thought, uh, we all
3: have, but a lot of us have sinned a lot more and a lot extremely
2: harsher. I don't know how to actually put that, but I'm sure that that comes across. But regardless
3: of the severity of the sin,
2: sin is a sin. Christ died for all of us.
0: You're right. It's through His grace that we're able to return to our Heavenly Father. Uh, somebody once said that we've all sinned. Some sins are just louder than others. So they come across more overtly.
2: Protagonal.
0: Yeah. Some people, especially young people, say that the gospel, its standards, and the commandments are very restrictive. What is, what is your comment on that?
3: I don't know that they're restrictive, they're the right way to live. Those type of thoughts are put in our minds by the adversary because you can be happy without all of the things that you think you're being restricted from.
1: And here, here is
2: an example. Like I said, I was in prison for 20 years. I was locked up, away from my family, away from freedom, away from being able to go to McDonald's or any of the small things that we take for, granted for every day. But once Heavenly Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit were in my life, and those burdens were lifted off of me, I was freer locked up in prison
3: I ever was.
0: That's wonderful. Um, One thing that you said was that you felt more free, or you were freer, even though you were still incarcerated. Right. So what would your message be to those who find themselves incarcerated? What can they do to receive that same feeling that you had where you were free?
3: First of all, you have to be sincere.
2: You have to want to change. You have to humble yourself. Let all the machoism move away from your, your psyche. In other words, let your ego go and submit to Heavenly Father. not unmanly. The Heavenly
3: Father, you need somebody to help you. He is an individual to help you through. He's that and move forward. Your life will be so much. Better. Believe me,
0: it will. So, one thing that you said I think is particularly important is you have to humble yourself, right? You have to shed that pride, and as a humble person, you're more teachable. Would you agree with that? Yes, 100% agree with that. Once you humble yourself, get the ego out of the way,
3: you're you're a, a malleable individual, and
2: you can absorb that knowledge. I'm a better person. Change your life and erase that tape. that in your mind, and
3: re-record it. So it's changing
0: your thoughts. It's putting away, the, uh, putting away the natural man, and it's becoming humble. It's becoming teachable. I think that that's the key. You spent a lot of time in prison. How did you come to the, to the repentance process? How were you able to come into that feeling of humility?
2: even when I first came to church and learning I had to get on my knees every morning pray and ask Heavenly Father to give me the strength to get through the day to give me the strength to keep my mouth closed give me the strength to not react in any violent type manner because of the situation that I was in and around me I was kind of blessed in a manner that I had had already been there for a while under the old me so people really didn't approach me in a negative manner. They just left me alone. I, I wasn't part of the, the clique. I didn't. They knew just to leave me
0: alone. You're left pretty much by yourself.
2: Well, n- not by myself, but with, with other brethren and and, and other, <laughs> other. But it, 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 as far as the the adversary trying to attack me with. Individuals in a violent manner that never happened as they all expected me to to uh, act.
0: So they expected you to react to what maybe they were doing. Did you feel that um, being there in prison, were you put into a position? Do you feel that maybe people would mock you for for what you were doing?
2: happen well, that happened
3: quite
0: often. Because you were trying to change. Right. And what you said is the adversary is ever-present, trying to get you to react to maybe some of the taunts or things that are happening.
2: It's the same in there, probably a little, little more extreme as it is out here. The adversary will try to use... Anything that he knows is a weakness upon you, get people to come to you and bring you things and and try to put things into your life to to make you fall. You just have to endure the
3: temptations and all of the attacks to the end. Sure. Sure. You know, we'll we'll fall
2: sometimes. Nobody's perfect. So you get right back up, stand up, ask Heavenly Father forgiveness and repent, try to change. And no matter what, Heavenly Father knows your heart. He knows your intentions. You cannot lie to Him. You can lie to yourself cannot
0: lie to heavenly father. Amen. I think that's great counsel. I I wanted to ask you another question. If you were aware of somebody who had done something wrong, how would you how would you teach them what they need to do? And I know and you mentioned that you have to endure to the end. So the the doctrine of Christ is to have faith to to repent, which you touched on, to be baptized, to receive the Holy Ghost, and then endure to the end. How can you teach somebody that might have some problems in their life and they want to get through to that? What would what would you tell them?
2: Uh, matter of fact, that's kind of what uh, me and Brother Baker do in our service. Anybody that we have that comes into the ward that has issues like that, or is, uh, how would I say, they're afraid to become fully engaged because they're afraid they're going to be mocked or or whatever, we counsel them, we try to get them involved into the church, uh, and mostly. From our history, our past, we say, try to tell them, look, the church, most of the people in the church are not going to mock you. They're not going to make fun of you. They're not going to judge you. You have to look at it. If they have a true conversion to Christ, they're going to try to help you. They're going to try to teach you. They're going to try to bring you closer to Christ than the Heavenly Father as they can and we tell them our stories and we try to tell them nobody does that to us and if they're not doing it to us they're not going to do it to you we get a lot of individuals more involved and more engaged in the church and matter of fact we have an individual right now that's that's, uh, doing the missionary lessons and going through that's
0: amazing Thank you very much, Brian. We appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and cut to a quick real quick. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Fine. Are you looking for uplifting, wholesome entertainment and messages? Go check out the MTN, or The Mount, a platform dedicated to sharing the principles and standards of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on a global scale. View programs like The Missionary Morning Show, and the steadfast podcast and so many more as they joyfully review these topics from new and engaging angles giving you a new perspective on how to live a christ-centered life there is already so much negative in the world so why not add in some positive
1: come on join in at missionary teaching follow us on youtube instagram Facebook at The MTN, The Mount. And now, back to the show.
0: So, welcome back. We're here with Brian Doherty. Um, Brian, before we took the break, we were just talking about community service and maybe some ways of giving back. And uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you integrate back into society, your family, the church? Were there any barriers? And if there were barriers, were you able to overcome them?
2: Yeah there were there were barriers. I
3: was mentally
2: not ready for what I came out to be coming from the the society that I was a part of out to this one here. I uh spent uh Brother Skousen and uh, Brother Harvey had got with the Bishop up here and the counselors and set everything up for me to come straight out and go right into the ward and be welcomed into the ward. So as far as the church aspect of it, I wasn't worried about any type of uh, rejection or whatnot, because the, the leadership had already been well aware of it. And there's individuals here that I knew that were a part of the church. Um, so that was my backbone. I made the church my backbone. I became part of it. I became uh, friends with Brother Baker, which is one of the individuals that Heavenly Father had brought into my life. And he brought him into my life, and he helped to help me to integrate back into society. It took a while for me to go out to go to a restaurant or go to a store and be comfortable, I would be in a store, and this was before the social distancing and, and all of this, and, and sure. you know how people bump into you and walk up on you. Well, where I came from, don't do that because you invade somebody's space, you don't know what they're trying to get you or whatnot to go into a protection. And it was hard. I had myself and I, you know, you're,
0: you're, you're not in prison, you're, you're free. My main
2: thing that helped me get back to society was my steadfast prayer every morning Heavenly Father, give me strength, willpower, and the knowledge to make it back. And I was doing really good. Started getting things going and whatnot, then we got hit with this pandemic. Yeah. We were doing, I was doing everything. I was doing the the family resource class. We were, you know, everything that I could do being involved in the church. And then it was just all taken away. But, Good thing is the prophet knew, and the prophet had set us up. Come follow me, to be able to do our studies and keep the church within our home. So we just had to emulate into the new program there,
0: <laughs> and that's where. And so that's what you've been able to do to, to uh, during this pandemic, to overcome that feeling of I'm still incarcerated, I can't invade somebody's face. I understand what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, it, 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 once I started working, it kind of helped a lot because, you know, when you're busy and your mind is occupied, you don't think about those types of things and you just become one with the, the environment and the job around you doing your job. For me, to me, when I'm working, I'm not working for the client. I'm not working for my boss. I'm not. I'm working for Heavenly Father. I try to do the best of my ability for Him, because everything that is provided to me is provided by Him.
0: That's a great way to look at it. Thank you for that. So, I mentioned to you earlier that my career was in law enforcement. I had. Uh, I've had many experiences talking with individuals who have been incarcerated and then have been set free, and their experiences vary. I find some people that that um, have served their time, gotten out. They've found the Lord Jesus Christ, and they dedicate His, or they they dedicate their lives to Him, and are continually in. In his service, and I think that's a great thing. Is it easy to find the Lord when you're locked up?
3: Yes, it's easy to find Him, but it's hard to be faithful to him. I have had experiences. Individuals played the game, and I'm sure
2: you're aware of that, and used it to their advantage. And when it worked for them, they just, they were free. They just, they, they walked away from it. it wasn't the actual and That's what I try to tell individuals that they bring to us that are worried about it. They're worried about their truly converted to Christ, You have nothing to worry about. They're not going to judge
3: you. you know,
2: like me, I don't judge. Who am I to judge? I, I've probably done ten times worse than you have.
3: But Heavenly Father has forgiven me. I try to tell them the worst part and the hardest part is giving yourself. Yeah.
0: So you said that your knowledge of the atonement has lifted the burden of your sins, do you ever feel harrowed up by a knowledge of your past? In other words, have you forgiven yourself?
3: Yes, I have, but I haven't forgot. I know that I'm forgiven,
2: so it would be futile for me not. Myself, but I will never forget because the knowledge of that helps other people
3: helps me stay on the right path.
0: That's great counsel. I've I've heard that it's and I think that this is probably something that that we understand. It's harder to forgive ourselves because some what we've done stays with us. And it's like one of those things you say, how could I have ever become involved in that? How did that ever happen? Yet we're taught, especially in Doctrine and Covenants, we're to forgive all men and that all men includes ourselves. We need to be able to say, okay, I did this. I acknowledge my wrong before Heavenly Father and Although it's hard to forget, I think it's something that we need to be able to do for ourselves and that is to forgive ourselves.
2: I, I, but, but it and put it in the back of your mind and lock it away. That takes to each individual or person had harm in the past. You're, you're, to me, that you're, you're saying that what you did and that individual doesn't matter. It's not true. So, that's yeah. the within your life. Help forward and, and be a better person. And be, That knowledge
0: would help drive me from my service. So as you're actually engaged in a good cause, that causes you to dwell on the good things you're doing and not bring up or or have harrowed up these images or the things that that, uh, caused you to end up in prison. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Kind of. It just... uh, Make me want to do service, I guess you, you can say once, it helps me to do service for me to make atonement for the mistakes that I made in, in the past. That's kind of how I, I, I look at it, even though that, you know, it, you can never make up for some of the things that you've done. You just can help. Do as Christ, Heavenly Father, wants you to help other people.
0: I think that that's, uh, that's that's probably one of the most wonderful concepts that, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, that we know that as we are asking for forgiveness, we forgive others. We know that the atonement can wash over us. And that we can be accepted into our Heavenly Father's kingdom. Uh, the step, the step most important to take is that of repentance. Brother Doherty, it's been a pleasure to to meet with you to talk to you today. Um, you sound like you find yourself being lost in the service of God's children. That you've truly been an example to others. Is there anything you'd like to add as we conclude this portion of the Steadfast podcast? I would say, anybody uh, is,
2: is incarcerated, has been incarcerated, is becoming affiliated with. Listen to that still, small voice in the back of your head. Because it will guide you. It will not let you down.
0: That's great advice. You know, to find yourself, you lose yourself in the service to God's children. I truly believe that. So, in conclusion, would you just like to express your testimony, maybe... uh, Tell us a little bit about how the atonement of Jesus Christ has washed over you.
3: The atonement of Jesus Christ
2: washed over me when we first started this, and and I was talking about how I read 3 Nephi in in the very last chapter, those two verses. Right then and there, when the Spirit went through me
3: and I was hooked, right there, the atonement of Jesus Christ became a monumental piece of my life. I could
2: never do anything to pay Him back for what he has done for me in value-wise. The value of the atonement and the plan of salvation is priceless. And all we can do is do our best. These are the things that Heavenly Father wants us to do, to honor Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us.
0: Thank you, Brother Doherty. Thank you very much for being with us today. This will conclude our podcast. We thank all those who have tuned in. And we'll see you in our next, next podcast. Thank you very much.